This is Jim Minns, Communications Officer with the PSA. On the podcast this week... Let's introduce a bill that makes the, the Public Service Commissioner assess every public service position for its suitable, suitability for teleworking. We have a frank discussion with Member for Barwon MP Roy Butler on a roadmap to recovery for the towns affected by the closure of regional correctional facilities. Roy Butler, MP, member for Barwon. Thanks for joining us on the podcast this week. No worries at all, Jim. So, Roy, last week on our podcast, we discussed the closure of four regional correctional centres uh, located in regional New South Wales that were announced a year ago and have taken place recently. And we know that two of those correctional centres are located within your electorate. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So, Yetta Dinical, which is at Barwarna, and Warakiri, which is at Ivanhoe, uh, both of those facilities uh, have now closed and... Um, Certainly that was something that I never wanted to see happen, but um, it appeared that government's mind was made up that that was going to happen. So last week we discussed that the closure of these centres affected our members directly because the union had to organise transfers and employment replacement situations for our members who worked in these facilities. But Roy, are you able to tell us what the impact on the community was on the towns themselves? The, the impact on the community is the, the loss of income, the loss of salary dollars coming into those communities and being spent. Uh, in, the, in the case of Brewarrina, um one of the issues that we'd raised with Minister Roberts uh, probably six months before the closure was that uh, a lot of the purchasing for Brewarrina was being done in Ningen as opposed to being done in Bree itself. Uh, for Ivanhoe, on the other hand, there was uh, more local purchasing, but also there was other benefits for the community in terms of uh, meals on wheels and uh, domestic assistance to the well-aged, which was performed by the inmates. So uh, both of the closures, as I said, I, I never supported the closures, but despite multiple requests to the Minister to reconsider the closures, it appears that after they built uh, 5,000 beds at a cost of over $3 billion, they uh, weren't in a position to uh, uh, entertain the idea of keeping them open, which was disappointing for those communities and caused a huge amount of anxiety. And so in response, Roy, we know that last week you brought a bill to Parliament uh, that outlines uh, what you believe is a solution to uh, a bit of a brain drain in the regions in terms of uh, employment out there. You're able to tell us a little bit about this bill, what its title is, and uh, what sort of support you have for it on Macquarie Street? So basically, uh, what a lot of government departments have been working towards is remote work policies. And uh, almost every agency, and I've worked for three agencies over almost 20 years, who all have remote working policies, but no one's really pulled the trigger on uh, allowing people to work from home. And then COVID came along and basically proved that, you know, 150,000 odd public servants could work quite effectively from home. And there was a study done in June and July of this year, and I think it's actually um, PSA that commissioned it, uh, which showed that 92% of managers said people were as productive or more productive working from home. There was only 8% who said that uh, people were less productive. So overwhelmingly, it shows that remote working or teleworking works. Now, uh, as we all know, over a number of years, there's been the centralisation of public service positions from uh, smaller country towns into uh, larger regional centres where they run as a hub-and-spoke type model. And uh, I've, I've seen that happen. You know, I've been involved in restructures and re-engineering with different agencies, and I've seen positions pulled out of small communities that can't afford to lose that income, can't afford to lose that money. Uh, and so the teleworking bill essentially said to government, well, you know, in 2019, you, the, the um, Public Service Commission introduced a document called If Not, Why Not? 
um, and it was talking about the flexible work arrangements of public servants. And so what I've said is, well, you know, you've, you've talked about it, agencies have policies, but no one's actually made this happen. So let's, let's introduce a bill that makes the, the public service commissioner assess every public service position for its suitable, suitability for teleworking. Now, everyone in the public service would be familiar with the concept of merit selection, which is the best person for the job can win a job. Now, if, if a position is suitable for teleworking, then from a public value perspective, we would want the best person to have the job, no matter if they're in Burke, Cobar, Broken Hill, Narrabri, um, or anywhere in regional New South Wales. So this bill basically uh, opens up, uh, if it's accepted by government, and uh, I really hope that it is because I can't see any reason not to accept it, um, it opens up employment opportunities to people in the bush to apply for jobs that may not be located in the town they live in, but are suitable for telework. So they can remote work into those jobs from anywhere in regional New South Wales. Well, I wrote to all regional MPs and the uh, Premier and the Deputy Premier back in uh, May of this year uh, with a, a, just, a gen just a generally honest letter about uh, what the bill did and why I thought it was important that we support it. Now, I can't see any reason why a regional MP would not support this bill because essentially it means more job opportunities for the people who live in their electorate. And look, I, 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 what I fully expect to happen, um, if I'm being uh, absolutely honest, is that government will vote down the bill um, purely because it's a private member's bill and then they'll probably introduce their own bill or change regulation to bring about the same outcome. And, and honestly, Jim, I don't mind. You know, at the end of the day, it's the outcome I want and the outcome is more job opportunities for people in the bush and more money in regional communities. So if they vote it down and introduce their own bill, I'll still be a happy camper. This is a weekly podcast and you can subscribe to the PSA CPSU podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jim Minns. Thanks again and you'll hear from us next week. Thank you.